0: You know, most of the time, people uh, in the United States are dying because of chronic illness, that type of a thing, but there are a big percentage of people that pass away from accidents. And so we're going to talk a little bit, next couple discussions that we have in this series about accidental deaths. And this particular time, we're going to talk about dying in an accident and what would take place when a person dies in an accident and kind of give you guys a little bit of an idea of some of the background information so that that way you know what's happening and you know that what's happening is a standard procedure because it is outlined in each state what needs to take place and how the medical examiner interacts and what the funeral home does. So let's start with a car accident. First off, it can be quite a shock. And, I, and I'm sorry if something like this happens because a person may have left that day and then they're not coming home and that can be very jarring for a person. And so, first off, I do wanna say I'm sorry. But in a car accident, what will happen is there's going to be professionals that arrive because someone will have called 911 and there will be professionals that arrive that will either be a police fire, ambulance, and whoever arrives on the scene will do what they have been trained to do. And if a person has been determined dead on arrival, first off, there's going to be some things that take place. There's going to be an investigation at the car scene, at the accident, and it may take a few hours where they're going to determine what took place, how it took place, those people that may be at fault, and then they will, once the medical examiner has been notified and there's going to be a, a maybe a deputy medical examiner or an assistant medical examiner or the actual medical examiner, one of those people will then release the person that has passed away to a funeral home. So what will happen then, the, the decedent will be taken to a funeral home and then there may be a few things that take place there as well, depending on the county, the size of the county, if there's a state morgue or if there's a county morgue, or in our case, we are the morgue. I mean, uh, Lincoln County, we're very small and they'll be brought here and the body will still at that point not be released. And there may be some deputy medical examiner or investigators may come to the funeral home and continue to do their investigation. If the person may have been the driver, then there are some very specific laws that say that there needs to be toxicology that takes place. They're not saying that they think potentially this person was under the influence or any of those things. It's just a standard procedure. And in our county, we actually have a brochure that we give to every family member that outlines questions as to what's happening and why the medical examiner is involved. And there's some FAQs in there so be able to go through and ask questions. So those are some of the things that may take place if a person has passed away in a car accident. If they're outside the home, So for example, if they passed away at home and maybe they're mowing the lawn or they're on a hike or something like that, there's still going to be some other things that take place where there will be an investigation through the medical examiner's department. The police may be involved. They will be taking photos, that type of thing. And then they'll be contacting a funeral home. And in in our case, it's gonna be us. If we were up in a large county like Multnomah County, There's what's called rotation, and it will go from different funeral homes, whoever is on that rotation at that time. So the family will then be notified where the decedent has been taken. Again, if you happen to be at the home and you find your loved one outside or in the home, that's going to be what's considered an unattended death. And again, there's gonna be some steps that take place where you'll call and you'll receive fire, medical, police. Someone has to determine that the person has legally passed away, and then they'll notify a funeral home. After the funeral home is contacted, we will come and we will take the person into our care. We will then call the next of kin, generally the next following day, because sometimes it takes a while for the police to be able to contact the legal next of kin, and we want to make sure that we're calling the correct person. If you're interested as who is the legal next of kin, there is a series that we talk about where we have legal next of kin, so make sure you search back and find that, because you, you may be surprised as to who is the legal next of kin. You know, I get I get questions all the time about that, and so who is and are you legally responsible or financially responsible or just because maybe you're a significant other or maybe you're a brother or a sister you know there if the, if the person has a child over the age of 18 then that would be you know you go to a spouse and that and it talks about that. What we do is we check to see if there's any pre-arrangement that may have been done even though this is an accident the person may have already, done a pre-arrangement, so we check for those types of things as well. If you're interested about pre-arrangements, make sure you check back through one of those other series that we did as well. Then we'll call you in to meet with the staff, a funeral director that is going to be handling the case, and there'll be some questions. You would bring any military documents or those types of things in with you, and they'll talk and walk through death certificates and that type of thing. But let's talk for a second about you know this was an accidental death and so there may be a very strong desire to see your loved one work with your funeral director work with the professionals they will let you know condition they will let you know what it would take to be able to make that person maybe what we would call viewable and there are some things that you have to consider you know do you want to see your loved one in this type of a situation cuz there may be some bruising, there may be some scratches, there may be some some stitches, those types of things. And, and if you're okay with that, and you feel like you're okay with that, then proceed with that. Also understand that everybody's a little bit different. And so you might be okay with seeing your loved one in that type of a situation, but possibly the parents may not be. Maybe the brothers and sisters won't, or the children won't. Make sure you respect everybody's opinion because it's their right to be able to say yes or to say no. And it's, everybody reacts differently when somebody passes away. So if there's, we also have some series on grief and that type of thing. And so make sure you check into that as well. When we start talking about services, memorial service, funeral services, we'll go through different options. Uh, we'll talk about those again. An accidental death is is definitely different than when when somebody maybe has been on hospice for a while and has been slowly declining. There's been a lot of things that can be done during that time frame, whereas this is just like that. All of a sudden, they're gone. Talk with your funeral director. Talk with your family, and. Then, then, find out what's best for you and your family to help go through that grieving process. Last but not least, death certificates. Most likely, uh, it's going to be a medical examiner case, and so uh, death certificates will be a little bit different than if if you've experienced death before in your family and you've had a loved one pass away that was on hospice or long term care. You know, it's not going to be there. Personal provider. It's not going to be their personal care physician that is going to be signing that death certificate. It's going to be a medical examiner. And there may be some things that take place if there had to be toxicology. Sometimes it can take months before you get a final death certificate. And that can be really aggravating. But make sure you talk with your funeral director and find out in different states, they have different types of, of death certificates. In Oregon, we have a long form and a short form. And the short form is is all that's needed with the banks and all these credit cards and titles and all these different things that need to be taken care of. And it does not include the cause of death, which is what you're waiting on when, you, when a medical examiner is involved. And so Make sure you check with your funeral director and find out which death certificate they can get quickly for you because uh, they can also do sometimes what's called a pending death certificate. And so those will work to take care of all of the legal obligations other than maybe life insurance for a while. Check in with that. Accidental death. Uh, it's, a, it's a pretty serious topic. It's one of those that would none of us like to think about or talk about but it's one of the things that we're going to be talking about in our series. So make sure you look for the next couple topics that we're going to have as we're doing a trilogy. But hopefully this has helped. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining with us today. And if you've got any questions, please make sure that you can get a hold of us. You're welcome to drop us a line at info at BatemanPacificView.com. And thank you for listening. Well, we have reached that time in our podcast where we take a time and we take a moment and we remember all the families that are experiencing a loss and we light a virtual candle in their memory. Let's take a moment. This has been The Last Track. I'm Brian Norris. You can find out more about Bateman Funeral Home at our website at batemanpacificview.com. You can visit us on our website, and you can also leave us messages there, or you can visit us on Facebook. If you have any feedback or any questions about today's episode, you're welcome to call us at 541-265-2751, or you can send us an email at info at We would love to hear from you. And... Thank you very much for joining us today, and make sure that you follow our page to hear more from us. Make sure to listen to our other two podcasts in this trilogy. Thank you for listening.